Hello and welcome to the Blitz the Mic podcast. My name is Josh Rains and with me as always is Nate P. How you doing, hey, man? Hey, guys. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, so we're, we're finally doing this, yeah, I see. It seems After, to be. Yeah, just always talking about it, talking about, man, it'd be nice to record some of our conversations, yeah. maybe even put them in podcast form. Always funny, always insightful, I feel. So uh, this is our first attempt at it. Hope you all enjoy. Yeah, you know, when I'm at work, I'm always looking for things to listen to. And it's just, there's never enough. There's never enough. And there's never enough. There's never there's enough. Always, I feel like there's always something you, you can go out there and listen oh, to, yeah. Richard. And I hope you guys take a risk on us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I said, I said we're just fans of football, UFC. Yeah. We're just, you're, you know. And that's what we're primarily going to be talking about on this podcast. We might branch out depending on what you all would like to hear us talk about. So we have different categories, but those are the two main ones we definitely, like to focus on. Definitely, I'm a uh, I'm a religious follower of the UFC. Have been since I was just a wee lad. And uh, wee lad, of course, me and Nathan we played football together. So you know, was, naturally, yeah, yeah. we it's love like, football and always followed it. So it's just a yeah, so, natural thing. And uh, what better time to talk about football is, is going into hey. this upcoming – you know, we got the combine. Got the combine. It started. It started. Yeah, babe, pretty much. Hey, you know, They're measuring them uh, up, aren't said, they? But I, I've never held much weight to the combine. There's a couple right. drills that I feel, depending on your position, could be essential. But I'm always looking at the player tape, yeah. you know, how and how well – will the transition are they playing well because they're at the collegiate level and they're just playing other collegiates or is this guy really transcending to that NFL? Yeah. and that's the most exciting to see who has the talent to make yep. it in the next echelon of uh series exactly that's I, that's why I, I i think i got my i got a top yeah. three right now that i feel like oh, i do could, too but i, I know could be going in the with, nfl with, with what you just said right there uh when it comes to drills uh, there are some drills that I weigh way more than others. There's some drills I don't even oh. watch. Like the 40, yeah. I don't know if you care about the 40. Like I'll watch the 40, but I, I generally don't weigh it heavily. Uh, that's for yeah, sure. I feel like the, the 40, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool. nice thing. You it's know. cool. Uh, yeah. you know, Chris Johnson, the sure. fastest man. And then John last year, John Ross, yeah. you know, uh, who day? Who day? Uh, We're Bengals oh, fans. Oh, yep. Sure. Uh, oh, 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 John Ross broke the record. No. You know, I, I know Chris Johnson doesn't agree with it. He thinks it was maybe. Hey, strange, it's a conspiracy but, theory, but according to Chris it Johnson. Is, it is a conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, but, I, uh, uh, but uh, said, uh, it's nice to see who who is the fastest yeah. NFL player. But they're at a they're playing at a pace that everyone's <laughs> fast, and really, breakaway speed. On, You've got to be a transcendent uh, talent to have breakaway speed yeah, in the NFL. There's not a lot. Yeah. Of you know, yeah, everyone's fast. Saying, yeah, yeah, everybody's fast. Everyone's if fast. you and if you can't, yeah, if you can't break, you can't. If you can't cause separation as a receiver, yeah, you know, I agree. But as uh, yeah, that, that's why I find the the shuttle is one of my favorite drills. How fast can you get going at twenty yards? Or the oh. the three cone drill is probably one of my other favorites. Uh, th- those yeah. are probably I want to see that agility. very essential for both running back yeah. and receivers. How quick are uh, you? exactly when you're running routes? Can you cause separation yep. between you and your man? Can you stop on a dime, turn around, come that's, back? Uh, you know, uh, yeah. that's what's most important. That shows as more a movement, more athletic talent than can you run. And, in a Another thing, uh, yeah. Another thing is, uh, you know, I'm a running back. I'm uh, I'm running uh, uh, to the right. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my God! The the hole's clogged. What am I going to do? I'm a, uh, Can I start, stop, reverse field? Can I find the hole? Can I find an opening? That these these are 
things that I feel are more important than how fast can you run in a 40. True. Uh, not, you know, not many times those running backs, when you break break for a run, do you make it? Or, no, yeah. not everyone – not every running back breaks for a forty-yard run. You know, how often do they break fifteen uh, yarders? It's not uh, very exactly. Often. Exactly. So why yeah. do we need to know how fast you can I run don't a forty? Need to know. Uh, I want to know how fast you can start, stop, yep. how and how quickly you can get to that first down marker. Yep. That's what I. That's what I want to see. Yep. How can you and get I yards? Wanna, can I want to see the running backs catch the ball out of the backfield. That is, that is a, I will, yeah. Running back, running backs going into the combine is always interesting when you do the receiver yeah. drills because you do want to see how how did how how do they uh, catch the ball? Can you did catch the ball stride? smoothly? Do they stop? Well, yeah, I want to see and, all of that. Uh, but uh, but again, like you are you, it, beautiful at that. Yeah, yeah well, even even the catching. I feel the catching of the ball drill. You you know, unless you got somebody covering you, like. Uh, all these guys can catch, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, uh, but when you, I mean, I don't some, know about know, all of them. You got, the Bears did yeah, try to yeah. catch with Jordan Howard, and they see how that went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he kind of uh, screwed me over in fantasy football the first couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I hear you yeah, there. So not, they, uh, they can't but, all yeah. catch, but some can, some can't. Well, it separates yeah. those who can from can't. Yeah. But that that, that that could be important, bro. Yeah, uh, I feel the ver- as a receiver, uh, vertical. You know, how how high can you jump? Can you it's get important. over top of your man? And I feel like it could be that could you know, it's not that important, but it does it does play a factor at times. Yeah. I look at uh, help. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but but you mentioned your top three guys. Who's your number one? Uh, t- oh, top uh, top uh, excellent segue by the way. Uh, uh, That's right. But, <laughs> Uh, okay. Top three guys, and speaking speak about as I was just talking about receivers, uh, I think this guy could be a very special receiver. I think that I don't. I feel to me he should be the number one receiver going in this draft, but everyone doesn't think like me. But Nikhil Harry coming out of Arizona State, uh, great great hands, great catch radius. Uh, get the ball in his vicinity, he's going to do good things with it. Uh, and uh, talk, talk about those. Uh, those shuttle drills and those excellent start time, start and stop time, uh, ability to stop on a dime, start on a dime, able to create separation. Once he gets the ball in his hands, uh, he will get those uh, yards after reception. He will find a way to be elusive and, and lose the guy. Uh, his great, his great agility comes with that, uh, but I feel like he's a phenomenal receiver. Uh, Great slot guy. One of the guys, somebody you you feel that uh, could play the slot very well, like a Tyreek Hill sorts. It's uh, uh, a pretty good player comp, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, my number one. I would have to say my number one is going to have to be Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray? That's, number one is going to have to be Kyler Murray. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, let's get into his measurables. He just officially got measured up today at the at the combine. 5'10 and 1'8. I don't that 1'8 might be important to you, I don't know. And a 207 pounds, not the biggest frame. But at 5'10, that's a pretty stout body if you ask me. I think he can take a beating in the NFL. The thing. What what really what really surprised me about Kyler Murray is his completion percentage. Sixty nine percent of his passes were complete. That's more than Baker Mayfield. 4, 
Uh, threw for over four thousand yards. He has the and and thing is, is he has that ability to become mobile. He, yeah, he can escape the pocket. He can he can throw on the run. He can. Uh, I really I'm really enjoying uh what was what enjoying Kyler Murray play like watching watching him play and I'm really hoping that he wears the old orange and black coming Ooh, in the next year. I'd love to see him in a Bengals uniform. The thing that most people talk about when it comes to Kyler Murray is, of course, his height. And we can compare him to Drew Brees or Baker Mayfield, each one at six foot, six foot one, respectively. But the thing about Kyler is he's a completely different player. He can, he has the athleticism. He can escape the pocket, move around, create lanes. At a, at six foot, Drew Brees is seeing the same thing that Kyler Murray is. The shoulder, the shoulder blades I, I, of his center. It's I, about I, throwing lanes. It's not about throwing I, over your line. It's about throwing between and in the lanes of your line. I, I agree and with Kyler that. Kyler Murray does a that. great job of creating those uh, which, throwing lanes. I have a question. I never questioned this height. Now, maybe no, if I was a college either. scout and I was looking, I was looking at Kyler Murray as a high school level. Sure. Like, is his height going to play a factor? But we, he's already proved himself in college that yeah. even with his height, that it's it's not it's going to affect not a his gameplay at all. I don't think so. it's a factor in his game. But that's my number one. Who who's your number two? Oh well, moving on to uh, what better position to go to? For, uh, you know. A corner who's going to shut down that quarterback? Oh, sure. Uh, oh, Julian Love. Julian Love coming out of Notre oh, Dame okay. is probably one of my favorite corners I've seen in a while. But as I said, him transcending to the NFL could be hard because mm. NFL isn't that hard hitting octane defense no, anymore. Not, not and, I, and this guy, that's what this guy is. He's high octane. Okay. He will get to the locate the ball. He'll get to the ball. He had he will not afraid to lower his shoulder and hit somebody. What physicality in my corners? Uh, oh, yeah, oh, he's a great physical corner. Can call, can force the fumble. But what really surprises me is his instincts. Great, phenomenal instincts. He knows where the ball's going. Instincts. Oh, he has instincts. And I said, not only does he have the instincts, but he his ability to locate the football. Sure. He's gonna he's gonna play. He plays the ball. He gets to the ball. Uh, Great, phenomenal corner coming out of Notre Dame. How do you think he's going to adjust to playing in the NFL? This ain't the same league that it used to be. Oh, uh, I understand it's the same uh, league they, it used to be. They throw and, flags uh, on everything anymore. You can't be physical. And, uh, it's just different. Well, it's a different time. It's a different time. And I don't know if he'll succeed or not, but the physicality, uh, if he's so physical, maybe they can move him to strong safety or something like that. I don't know. Oh, Sounds well, like I the boy can hit I think moving from strong safety does him a great disservice. What's his size? What's his size? Oh, uh, don't mean to put you on the spot again. Uh, yeah, he's five, he's five eleven, one ninety three, uh, one hundred ninety three pounds. Uh, but uh, said the there ain't nothing wrong with that. They not, yeah, they a, that sounds like a good, good build for a corner. I know. I know you're talking about size over here. It doesn't matter for quarterbacks. You put a, well. you get a corner on the line. Well, I mean, I was talking about transitioning him to a safety. So if he had like a 6'2", 220-pound no. build, now that's a – no, he's going to hit the way he hits. Uh, I worry about his durability. His, I worry about his durability. Well, well his man coverage skills, like, yeah. uh, it shows why he's such a yeah. great corner. He will, he will blanket the receiver. It's – I think he's going to be phenomenal coming forward. Yeah. And I'm interested, I'm interested in seeing where he, he's going to land up at. I'll write that down. Uh, We'll see. Yeah, I would. I would too. Uh, let's, let's move on to 
Number th- oh, well, you still got to tell me your number two. Yeah, my so number two. Forget, Don't forget about my car, number two. I put the car, put the car in front of the horse there oh, for me, buddy. Montez Sweat. Oh, sweat it out. Put the sweat on it. Okay, he is a defensive end out of the University of Auburn. 6'6", 250-pound. Kind of reminds me a little bit of a Carlos Dunlap type if Carlos had the edge speed that this man does. The thing about Mr. Vontez Sweat is when he goes to go around the offensive tackle, he gets there in such a rush, it gets the offensive tackle off balance. And as soon as he feels that, he hits him with his left arm up under the pad. Swim move, bang on the quarterback. It's almost that fast. He is quick. Uh, I'm saying, uh, I said, uh, no, he's, I want to say he ranks like maybe, I want to say 30s in uh, sacks among, uh, with 8.5 coming in at the. Yeah. 2018 season, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, well, here's I said, uh, here's what's more impressive. I will not be surprised if this man runs a four a sub four five forty, and if he does that, he's going in the top ten, no doubt. He 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 had a fumble recovery against the. Uh, <laughs> he had a fumble recovery, and he looked like a gigantic wide receiver running down the field. Nobody could catch him. He's gone. Dude's gone straight up. He looked like a colossus. <laughs> I see old juggernaut. A man. juggernaut. So that's my oh. my pick. My second pick is Montez Sweat. I think he's going to be a great defensive end in the league for many years. Year number three. Many years to come. Number three. Uh, number three is probably one is a player that I'm probably most excited for, and he's a running back. Ooh. And I, I, he's not ranked number one mm-hmm. coming into this draft, but I think I. After watching his game film and everything, I, wait, he's not number one. I don't know, but his name is Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary uh, playing out of Florida, Florida Atlantic. Ooh, not uh, a big school. Yeah, not a big no, school. Played, no. play, actually played what uh, Western Kentucky was yeah. one, of, one of the schools Small he played school against. As well. Small Very school, cool. and I think that's I think that's why he's not making a big of a splash. You think he's should. getting overlooked? He, he, I do, I do. He, uh, they have, but I will say they do have him ranked at number four at the position. So that's very interesting. Man, that's uh, it's a shallow but, class. But I hate to compare him to. Everybody wants to compare people to Lev Bell, but <laughs> I'm gonna do it because this. Uh, what you about Joe this, Mixon? Can you think, compare him to Joe Mixon? Uh, oh, well, I, I can compare him Joe Mixon too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, sure. as I said, I feel like. Get this guy a good line, and I don't even think. To be honest with you, the way he stops and starts, he doesn't even have to have a good line. He looks like Russell Wilson <laughs> at times. Just, <laughs> no, his feel, his feel for the, I, I got you. his feel, yeah. just knowing where to, where to run, mm-hmm. and if that if that running option is not there, he will reverse field in a split second and turn it the other way. He's elusive. Uh, I said nope. now, but what's interesting with him is. One, I think one questionable factor I will say with him is he didn't receive a lot in college. Not a lot of receptions. Uh, I want to say he – I want to say uh, just this pre- past season that he only had like six six or seven catches. Huh. Uh, so which, uh, as I said, in the NFL, you have to – you know, I feel as a running back nowadays that reception and rece- receiving is just as important as yeah, running I mean, the ball. Uh, everyone's – the no, standard no, league these days is PPR. 
Like no one really yeah. even cares about standard anymore. But, let's be honest. But but no but no question about it. This running back has the ability to, I said, generate five yards per carry every time. Uh, he, he average. He had he had a thirteen hundred plus. See, he had he's ran he's played three years now in college, not one year below a thousand yards. Goodness. Uh, yes. Uh, right one year below a thousand yards. Uh, sounds he like he's six, been worn. Six, Sounds like oh, he, the yes. man has been put through the mill in college. Uh, he has been put. Legs? Oh, oh, he has plenty of life yeah, left. Okay. He has. He's an explosive player. Well, I guess that'll bring me on to our third top, third my third pick, and that is DK Metcalf. Now, I'm not saying go out and put him on your fantasy league this year, but I am <laughs> saying the man's going to be good. I would like to see him paired up with T.Y. Hilton on the Colts. That is my dream scenario for DK Metcalf. Now, what you're going to want to do is go ahead and Google this man, DK Metcalf, and what you're going to find is a pair of ripped-up abs that we all wish we could have. He measured in with one7 percent body fat at at 63 225 pounds come on man come on man. Well, that, that is something but as i said playing, you know, playing the game of football i want to know his ability i don't want to know you know what percentage of body fat this man has this dude is uh, a physical freak yeah. he he can burn people down the field as well as be your possession wide receiver he, he's his body is made to take a beating, and he's made to give a beating as well. He's quick in and out of his cuts. He's his good hands. I mean, I don't know what more to say about DK Metcalf. He's a really good. Well, uh, he just he's well, not one of those guys that looks impressive per se on tape, but he gives me the feeling that he's gonna be really good. I just I just know he will. There's something about well, him. Well, 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 I think it's interesting that you chose him when his counterpart at Ole Miss has just had two back-to-back thousand-yard-plus uh, years. And it and uh, I don't know, it, it could be one of those things, kind of like a Juju Schuster slash Antonio Brown sure. deal, where you can't you got two good, great, great receivers on the field, you can't cover them both, yeah. so of course that one, one was going to get over and maybe that's what it is with DK Metcalf, I feel. Because, I, uh, because both receivers coming out of Ole Miss uh Look like first round calibers, uh, even say, you know, uh, receivers. But it looks like AJ benefited from Metcalf's ability, just because you know, I think he ate the number one corner, and AJ Brown was able would. to. Usually, he would yeah. have the number one corner placed over top of him. Yeah, and that probably did free him up to do better as well. Yeah, but <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, he's definitely not a guy I would add right off in your rookie draft, but. Wait about a year and snag him in the off season, and he'll be ready to go in year two. He's gonna have a good career. Yeah, good career. Now, I, I, I as I said, I don't hold much weight in the combine, no. but I, I will say I want to throw an honorable mention out to a guy that I really wanted to put on my list, but he, for unfortunately, got NFL got rules, and uh, one of the one of the rules this man broke. Uh, is old Jalen Ferguson, uh, the defensive end coming out of Louisiana Tech. Yep. You talk about uh, edge r- rushers. You talk. Uh, this man is a, a monster. 
and any defense he lands on, he will be a force to be reckoned with. And I, I, if y'all don't know who Jalen Ferguson is, please take a look at this man. He is a phenomenal player. Jalen. Uh, <sighs> write that down, buddy. You can write that down. <laughs> you can write that down. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to our next topic, and that is UFC 235. Dude, dude, UFC 235. I am so stoked on UFC 235, man. I'm so happy UFC about this. 235 is probably one of the most stacked cards yeah. I've seen in a it's long ridic- it's ridiculous. time. It's uh, ridiculous. The UFC really pulled one out on this one, I can tell you that. So, who, who are your – I have my picks. Well, uh, Wow, I I have my picks too. Uh, and I said I don't. I want man. Is this one? This is really a tough one. It was. It's not as black and white as most of these cards usually are. Like you can pretty much know going in who's gonna win each fight. I feel like a lot of these fights are are great close fights, very good matchups, very good toss ups. Uh, Possibly, which, but I gotta disagree I, with a little bit of that. Oh, uh, we'll get to. I don't know what fight you're talking about, right, but uh, we'll when there. we get to that we'll one, you let it. me know which fight you disagree right. with. But I will say the fight, the fight that I'm looking forward to, which I don't think a lot of people will be, just because they don't like the style. But is the Robbie Lawyer and Ben Askin fight? And you might be like Robbie Lawyer; he's a great physical fighter. Sure. Ben Askin, he, he's that wrestler. He's that wrestler. He ain't gonna do much swinging. No, he's gonna grab you. He's gonna take you to the turf. Yeah. And it's gonna be a drawn out long fight. Yeah. And uh, he's not looking to finish you ty- usually. I, I respect those type of fighters, sure. and I really and uh, and he he even said it, uh, he told Lawyer, if I get my hands on you, it's over. Yeah, that's all he needs to do. Well, he gets you. He get, He's a professional wrestler. You know, he, he wrestled. Uh, well, uh, let, let let's roll on. Through this introduction, we gotta no. save all that oh, talk you got there. Oh uh, well, I will. Right. But uh, it's that. Uh, it's my fight of the. That's the fight that's that I'm looking for. Nice to say. Nathan's fight of the night. That's the fight of the night. All right, my fight of the night. I'm gonna have to give that to. You see, man. Fight of the night. Do you even know the fire of the night? Yeah, my fire of the night is <laughs> Jeremy Stevens <laughs> versus Zabit Magomed Sharipov. Say that three times fast. I don't see any way that that's not going to be the most exciting fight on this card. And I'm saying that simply because Zabit. He, that guy, it, he Z- is so phenomenal. He impresses oh, me. I- Every fight he's been in, he has impressed me. His ground game is terrific. Uh, His kicks, they come out of nowhere. I'm looking forward to that fight. But let's start at the top with the Jones versus Smith fight. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jones on this one, but it's not not like I feel like it's unanimously Jones, though. I feel like Anthony Smith, you know, old Linehart has his shot. I feel like uh, they're both fighters of range, sure. and I think that you know, it's whoever uses that range to their advantage. Yeah, most and uh, who who does it better than John Jones? That's why I'm giving him the edge. Yeah. He's a phenomenal at fighting at range. He will well, use his range as an advantage. Well, the thing will, is, uh, Jones has a reach of 84 and a half inches compared to Smith's 80, uh, 76. Yeah. 84, 76. That is a good reach. Yeah, it is a good reach. That, that is plays right into Jones' hand. 
And Jones is such a phenomenal fighter. Yeah. It sucks with this controversy, but I said that's behind him now. Yeah. Uh, but moving forward, to the, you know, same, 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 still fight fighter. Yeah. I feel, but I think that uh, Jones, you know, mm. I, I ain't much talk about about that fight. I feel like Jones will be. Now, do you think this is going to be a knockout fight, submission fight? I'll tell you, think you what. Go I the think, distance. I'll tell you what I think about this fight. Twenty nineteen is going to be a banner year for John Jones. This is just going to be the first stepping stone of many for John Jones. This man's talking about he wants to take about a fight every other month or something is what he said. That's ridiculous. He can do it, and he will do it. He's the best. He's the GOAT. What I think about this fight, Jones sizes Smith up in the first round and picks him apart, ending in a second-round TKO. Jones wants to be the champ for a long time, and he's going to start it with Anthony Smith. That's what I think. Anthony, it's Anthony not going to. I don't think it's even going to be much to see. Well, Anthony Smith, I hate to say it, but you're just one of many stepping stones, apparently. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, uh, you know, let's guess uh, we'll work our way down. I guess going on to Tyron I mean, Woodley. Sure, but but let me say one more thing about that last fight. Oh, uh, let's bring it back. Let's, let's do it. Smith has had 13 losses. 12, huh. 12 of those losses, he was finished. Enter John Jones. The most dangerous offensive weapon in the UFC. He is going to finish Anthony Smith. You think, he, you think that his, due to his prior fights that he is susceptible to being finished? Uh, as I said, I know. Uh, I said yeah, that's what I think. Win loss ratio, you know, that plays that plays something, you know, at the overall fighter when the fighter hangs up his gloves. Sure. You know, that's what you look at, and uh, you know, I don't hold much weight in that. He's, uh, I feel like these fighters are constantly getting better, and I know that you know, thirteen losses on a record isn't the greatest, but he also has a nice thirty-one wins going into this oh, fight no, no, as well. No. Sure, uh, he's I don't on care. A, he's on, and he's on a yeah. three-win streak right sure. now. And you know, yeah. as I said he's, uh, Jones is coming to a fight with a player who's hot. He's hot. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that his win-loss record in any way affects him as a fighter. What I'm trying to say is he's been finished 12 times out of his 13 losses. Uh, and he's going uh, yeah, against the greatest not... offensive weapon in the UFC. There's uh, no way he doesn't finish it. We can move on to Woodley versus Usman. Uh, as you said, yeah. Speaking about records, these next two fighters have, I feel like, phenomenal records. Well, sure. So, so uh, you you start us off here. Uh, who you got? Who do I got? I got Woodley, but I think Usman could upset Woodley because this is not the fight Tyron Woodley wanted. And Tyron Woodley is a man who likes to set up his fight camps and gives him give himself plenty of time to get ready for the next fight. He wanted to fight Colby Covington, and that's not... Colby Covington couldn't come to terms. UFC couldn't come to terms. Who knows? They're moving on from it. And now Tyron Woodley's going to face Kamaru Usman. And, and uh, this, uh, it's this going to be a great be a, fight. Well, it could be a phenomenal, uh, yeah, I said. Uh, but Woodley, Woodley's my pick, to be clear. Yeah, well, Woodley's, yeah, I understand Woodley's your pick. But as you said, he hasn't had that preparation. I don't think so. And that's what, and uh, could be. I think Usman, you know, coming in with a 14-1 record. I know I just uh, I just talked about record, but uh, he's, uh, he's, Making a splash in the in the UFC, and I feel like, uh, I feel like he could take this one. I feel like he could too. I mean, Usman is a great wrestler, just like Tyron Woodley. This could cancel out and be the most boring fight of the night. Sure. Oh well, it's, it's boring to most fans, but I love to see him go to the mat. And I love to see him work. You know, I'm, it's, I'm it's, not saying that's one of the. 
Yeah, I'm not saying it's not it's the prettiest boring. aspect of UFC, but it's such a respectable game. You know, getting, sure. you know, grabbing someone, taking them to the mat, and, and just bending them to your will yeah. is such a phenomenal thing to do. Oh, I do jujitsu. I know. <laughs> Trust me, bro. I understand. But uh, what I'm trying to say is they they wrestle. Okay, that's not pleasing to a lot of common fans. Uh, yeah, what I'm, I'm worried could happen is their wrestling cancels each other out and we see a twisted ball for the length of the match, which to me is fine. I, I, that's fine with me. But to the common fan, they're going to be booing. Yeah, and people already have a knack for booing Tyrone Woodley for just that. So yeah. could yeah. be the most boring <laughs> fight of the match. Or well, of the whole uh, thing. Well, actually, I, actually, my fight of the night could be the most boring fight, fight of the match <laughs> if Ben if Ben Askin has his way, and I feel yeah. like he will. Uh, no offense to old Robbie Lawyer, but his, if Robbie Lawyer has any chance to win this fight, it's going to be a flash KO. Yeah. He's going to have to be, land some clean I hits on so. Askin because Askin doesn't like to get hit, no. and he and no. he don't like to get hit, nope. and so he's going to grab you. He's going to find a way sure. to take you to the ground, and once you're on the mm. ground, you're his. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this fight will go the distance. Might be one of those decision fights. Sure. Uh, but asking if if he gets as he's already said, if, if I get my hands on lawyer, it's it's over. It's finished. Uh, well, my thoughts on this fight: Askren versus Lawler. Hey, props to Lawler for accepting this fight. But it's been Askren all day, and it's not even close for me. <laughs> Askren will be looking to make a statement here. This is his first fight with the with the UFC. This is his debut fight. I believe this fight will last as long as Ben Askren wants it to. It's his debut. Yeah, he, as I said, <laughs> it's just a phenomenal ability to, sure. as a wrestler. Because not you know a lot of people see him taken to the ground, yeah. and you know it's that's all it is. The, the amount of stamina that you have to have to control someone on the yeah, ground, a lot. and do it all. And and uh, said so now these wrestlers don't get enough respect that they deserve. Uh, I know I know Khabib's the big one that everybody likes to shit on. Sure, and uh, yeah, but uh, as I said, I ask him all day. Uh, Moving on to the well, woman strawway. Yeah. Oh, you want? Well, I mean, yeah. for Ben Askren, it's for up to him. Do you want a first round KO, or do you want to just sit there and take it all the way into the third and show off your conditioning? Like it's up. Oh, it's completely up to Ben Askren. I don't think Lawler has a chance. But let's transition to our next fight: Tisha Torres versus the Magnum Zhang. Now, basically, I'll admit I need to watch more of their fights. But the gist will be, Torres will be trying to clinch and wrestle Zhang to the ground. Now, Zhang is a wild striker who I'm going to guess will land just enough shots to win a unanimous decision in a boring fight. That's what oh, I, I don't think. I don't think this one's going to be boring. I uh, think oh, Zhang's going to knock her out. Really? I think this one's going to. I think this is going to be a. Uh, I'm you know, glad you, we think differently because I think Tisha yeah. Torres is going to grab a hold of her and get it to the ground pretty quick. Uh We'll see, but I really yeah, I mean, see I this. I think Zhang will make. I won't say a short fight of it, but at least a, she'll make a show of it. She'll make a show. That's of it. what we're hoping for—a show out of this <laughs> fight. But uh, so I mean, that's all we need to spend on that one. Now our next fight: Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. Ah, <clears throat> oh, Cody Garbrandt. Boy, am I excited to see him fight someone. Else besides TJ Dillashaw for a change. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, really? Like, come on, twice? We need to see that twice? I could have told you how that was going to go the first time, just as it went. 
He's not as good as he's built. And I've never been a Cody Garbrandt fan. But, hey, I'm just glad we get to see somebody else lay him out. Well, well, I think you just gave away who you're picking in this fight. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> so, pretty much, Cody is a risk-taking boxer who seems to be lacking a chin. That's TJ Dillashaw exposed it. He's going to have to show some dangerous new combinations. He was showing a little bit of that in the Dillashaw fight where he was throwing some leg kicks, but it seemed like his timing was off, and Dillashaw... It, now, granted, Dillashaw is much quicker to the punch than Cody is, but Cody's very fast, too. But Munoz, he's probably going to take this fight with a KO. I'm going to I'm gonna guess another KO. Okay, another KO. I think he's going to uh, get like kicked in the head. What round is KO going down? Probably the first round. Right, first round KO. I think Cody Garbrandt has a glass you, you jaw. Heard it first, you heard it first here, folks. You can say first round KO. Hey, say whatever you want. And, uh, I think he's going to get knocked out. But, I, I do. but as I said, this is a very stacked main card. Uh, very interested in seeing <clears> T35. <throat> Sadly, I won't get to watch it uh, live anyway. I have to watch oh, this. The old know, workplace. The old workplace. Yeah. But uh, as I said, I might be able to sne- sneak a couple rounds in. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But uh, I do have a couple fights I would like to mention that are not on the main card. Oh, yeah, go these ahead. These are undercard fights. I only I have said, if we, if we talk about all these undercard fights, we'll, we'll be, be here all day. Uh, so I just wanted to pick out a couple that I thought would be good. It, I I think I know the one you're probably most interested in is that old Sabit fight. That Sabit, yeah. he is an interesting character. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it won't be long before you see him on main cards. Uh, For sure. Uh, well, <clears throat> Zabit's been on a main card before. It's the, the, the thing about this is they are headlining the prelim card. That's what they're doing. As far as, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're the headline on the prelim card. So they weren't, yeah. they're trying to draw attention to ESPN. <clears throat> the main card takes place on uh, pay-per-view. Yeah. So this is for ESPN. Basically, UFC's throwing them a bone because both of these guys should be on the main card. And what I like about this fight is I don't see a world where Zavit doesn't get this fight to the ground and submit Jeremy Stevens and be known as more than just a stand-up guy. We all know he oh, can yeah. go to the ground. We know he can do these things. But for him to submit Jeremy Stevens, he's really going to make his mark. I'm thinking second round after Jeremy gets tired of figuring out the puzzle that is Zavit. He's going to go for a takedown and wind up fighting to get out of a guillotine. That's what I think. He's going to get careless. going to get careless. Gonna get careless. Get put in a submission. That's what happens. Pretty much. And the other fight I wanted to talk about is Mickey Gall versus Diego Sanchez. Like, maybe I have a favorite here, but I've rooted for Gall ever since I saw him fight CM Punk. I thought it was unfair <laughs> that they put Mickey Gall against CM Punk. I, I like I don't know. It's a good thing right there, CM Punk. That's not very. That's not a very good fighter to, to weigh another fighter against. I'm not trying to weigh anything. What I'm trying to say is they did a discredit to Mickey Gall by putting him against CM Punk. Mickey Gall is amazing. He's a great fighter. He was disrespected by place, being placed in the same ring as oh, CM Punk. Uh, yeah, I'm happy I, I he got any, paid. Uh, but he, I think any fighter being paired up against CM Punk would have been a, been a, a 
a disgrace, sure. and it, it is sad seeing but that Mickey it, drew the short end. He has drawn the short end of that stick, and he's kind of having to fight out from underneath of it. So to get this Diego Sanchez fight, a guy who is going into his 40th professional fight, his 29th yeah. fight inside the octagon of the UFC, if he gets a win over an established veteran like that, we have to think about Mickey going in a different light. Yeah, I think, uh, as I said, this service with CM Punk, yeah, Mickey needs to be seen in a different light. Oh, uh, sure. So hopefully this is a great turnaround for his career going up, going upwards in yeah. stock. Well, with all that said, I mean, what are you looking most forward to about UFC 235? I uh, said my, my, my five tonight. I, I'm going to have to go with Ben Askren. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward they, to the debut just, of Ben Askren for sure. Yeah. I think that's probably what I'm most looking forward to in this fight. And I, I don't know, me stressing, you know, stressing Ben Askin, I feel like I'm like playing down Robbie Lawyer, but I'm not. Robbie, Robbie yeah. Lawyer is a phenomenal fighter, yeah, a, a savage career. of a man, but, and I feel like the fight can go in his way if he plays his cards <laughs> right. But if he gets careless and gets wrapped up in Ben Askin, yeah. it's it's gonna be a, we're it's gonna, gonna be see what long, Ben Askin long night yeah. for Robbie Lawyer. Uh, We're gonna see but, what Ben yeah, Askin's really made of here, but yeah, but, but uh, hey, UFC 235 looks like a great card. Yes, it does. I'm excited to see how these results are going to go, and uh, we'll follow up the results with a post show of Monday. We're shooting to have a post show up where we, you know, dissect the fight, each fight, and uh, give our critiques on each fighter. And uh, seeing where we would like to see, you know, these early, you know, prelim cards and seeing, you know, where we want to see these fighters go in the future. Uh, I know there's a lot of good raw talent coming up and we really want to, you know, dissect. And uh, but I said uh, we're we're just starting up this podcast. We really any opinion, any anything you want to hear us talk about. We have social media. Uh, I'll let Rain sees more of the social media. I'm definitely gr- more of the social media guy. You can follow us on the Instagrams, the Twitters. Hey, you can even find us on Facebook. But the only thing that ever pops up on the Facebook, and I'm going to be honest, is things that are shared through Instagram. Facebook's full of crazy people, so we're not going to be on that very much. But yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Shout out, hit, slide on our DMs. We'll answer questions. <laughs> How do they how do they follow us on these? What's our title? Blitz the mic. That's it. That's how you find us. And if you want to keep on finding us, just keep tuning in. We're Blitz the Mic podcast. My name is Josh, and this is Nate P, and we are Blitz the Mic. Blitz the mic.